Howard Johnson Wax Program. There's a familiar face missing from our cast this week. Harlow Wilcox is recovering from an appendicitis operation. This is Bob Brown pinch-hitting for him and hoping that his recovery will be a speedy one. The makers of Johnson's Wax present Marion and Jim as Fibber McGee and Molly. Ted Weems and his orchestra open tonight's nautical episode with We Saw the Sea from Follow the Fleet. Cast off, Ted. Be sure to get your free gift, a full-size can of Johnson's Auto Wax, offered to you in celebration of Johnson's 50th anniversary. This is not just a sample. It's a regular, full-size can of Johnson's Auto Wax, and it's yours without cost. Go to your auto supply dealer, service station, or regular wax dealer, and purchase a pint can of Johnson's Auto Cleaner and Polish, and you will receive a full-size can of Johnson's Auto Wax free. You pay just 59 cents. This is less than the regular price of the cleaner alone. And you get first, Johnson's Auto Cleaner and Polish. Second, a full-size can of Johnson's Auto Wax, both packed in the special free gift package. I advise you to take advantage of this generous offer at once. The supply of free gift packages is strictly limited, and they're going fast. Well, it's a life on the bounding main for our two friends this week. They've been invited on a little yachting cruise. And with the captain taken ill with a headache, Fibber has offered to run the ship. So, until the captain comes back to the bridge and finds out what a real headache is, we find in command those two salty seafarers, Fibber McGee and Molly. I wonder what all the guests on board will say when they hear who's in charge of the ship, McGee. Well, shucks, if they don't say nothing, it's okay. If they object, it's mutiny, and I'll put them in irons. In irons? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Mm, search me, but that's what they always do to mutineers. Besides, everything's going to be all right. There's pirate's blood in me, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. 
You certainly act pretty kiddish at times. <laughs> you know, Molly, I gotta tell you... Watch what you're doing, McGee. Huh? Heavenly days, you nearly run down that launch. Well, they should ought to get out of the way. According to the rules of navigation, the vessel onto the starboard tack has got the right of way unless the vessel onto the port tack supersedes the starboard tack by blowing his whistle four times. Which in international code means, out of the way, cowboy. Oh. <laughs> Unless he's flying a red flag with a white circle, which means, send a bottle of seltzer aboard, or which way is Newfoundland? <laughs> oh, it's easy when you know the rules, Molly. Oh, you've been reading them navigation books till you're dizzy, McGee. <laughs> you've been spotting misinformation ever since you come over the gangplank. Oh. And incidentally, why do they call it a gangplank? Well, now, let me see. Gangplank. Gangplank. <laughs> I suppose you think it's a law enforcement clause in a political platform. Now, give me a chance. Let's see. They call it a gangplank. On I'll be glad to give you the information, Lottie. Hey, guests ain't allowed up here on the bridge, bud. But while you're here, why do they call it a gangplank? Because, lass, when you're coming on board, you gang up it and plank yourself doing on the deck. <laughs> Which way are we headed, McGee? It's hard to tell. That dead redded compass won't hold still long enough for me to see. <laughs> Look at it. It skips around between southwest and north or east, McGee. I know. I'm going to get the ship's carpenter to pound a nail through the needle to hold it steady. <laughs> Meantime, you know how I'm holding her steady onto her course? How? You see that flagpole up front there? Yeah. In the sharp end? Yeah. Well, I'm just keeping that pole straight ahead of me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing there's lots of water in the Atlantic. Oh, well, no. Excuse me, Skipper. A wireless just received from the Coast Guard cutter. What does it say? It says iceberg sighted two degrees east of your position. Okay. Tell them we don't want any ice today. <laughs> you know, McGee, I've got a feeling you don't know in the least what you're doing. Oh, now, Molly, didn't the Skipper turn it over to me? Ain't I wearing his coat with four stripes onto the sleeve? A zebra wears stripes, too, but it's just a jackass underneath. <laughs> well, just the same. Oh, I... wait a minute, McGee. Here comes one of the sailors. Looks familiar, too. Oh, yeah, that's Red Ingle. He's one of Ted Ween's deckhands. I know. I saw him playing his violin on the fiddly hat. <laughs> what you want, sailor? Taking your pardon, sir. One of the crew picks up this blooming bottle from the water, sir, as it was floating past. Heavenly days, a bottle. And it's got a message in it. Here, give it here and I'll open her up. Shall I hold the wheel, sir? No, let the wheel go. There ain't nothing to run into. <laughs> no, sir. But you your, sir. Your, sir? Your, sir. Your man. <laughs> I mean, like, if blooming tub will fall off the lewd, Mama, she ain't kept on a blinking course. Well, don't you worry about the blinking boat, but... <laughs> You go on back downstairs. Below, sir, you mean. Downstairs ain't proper nautical, sir. Oh, go jump in the lake. Yes, sir. Right away, sir. Well, that's what I like to see, discipline. Now, let's see. Find out what's in this bottle. If I can only get this cork loose. Ah, here she comes. My. Now, how are you going to get the message out, McGee? I don't know. Give me a hairpin, Molly. Uh, that ain't long enough. Got to have a long piece of wire. Let me see now. Long piece of wire, long piece of wire, long piece of wire. Did it ever occur to you to bust the bottle, McGee? Ah, uh, I thought of that, Molly. But this note might require an answer. Oh. <laughs> oh, well. Here goes. <laughs> Got the note, Molly? What's it say? Heavenly days. Listen, McGee. Huh? It says, to Her Royal Majesty Queen Isabella, Madrid, Spain. Oh. 
Dear Babe, <laughs> hope to tight land tomorrow. Having nice trips. Wish you were here. Sign Chris. X, 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 X. Well, for the... Can you imagine that, Molly? From Columbus. Yeah, and to think it was written on the typewriter, too. <laughs> yes, and on Waldorf Astoria Stationery. <laughs> that old two-timer. I see it all now. He crossed the Atlantic and double-crossed Isabella. And no regrets. <laughs> Although our love affair has gone astray, no regret. I know I'll always care, though you're away. Somehow our happy romance ended heavenly, still in my heart today. Forevermore, no regret, because somebody new looks good to you. No regret, sweetheart, no matter what you say or do. I know one love will linger when the other love forgets. So I say goodbye with no regret. That was No Regret, played by First Mate Weems and his crew of band lovers. And... Uh, now, back on board the lugger, mates, where Skipper McGee and Molly are looking over the charts on the bridge. Well, I hope nothing happens while you're in charge, McGee. I can't swim very good. Oh, never mind. I can swim good enough for both of us. <laughs> I ever tell you about the time I was whaling over near Nova Scotia? No, what were you whaling about? Not whaling. <laughs> whaling. Catching whales. Oh. I was out in a small boat with a harpoon into my hand and the rope tied around my waist and a tremendous whale dead ahead. I was all ready to heave the harpoon at him. If he was dead, why why did you want a harpoon? He wasn't dead. He was dead ahead. If he was dead, what difference did it make where he was? Oh, I tell you, he wasn't dead. He was ahead. Oh. Well, sir, with a lightning flip of my arm, I heaves the harpoon. The whale gives a jerk, and the line yanks me out of the boat. Well, sir, there I was, with only 40 foot of line between me and Mr. Whale. Quite a line. <laughs> How do you know it was Mr. Whale? On account of because it didn't say nothing. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> funny, lady. Well, sir, I know it. If I didn't do some quick thinking, I was a goner. So I start swimming for dear life. Why didn't you just untie the rope? What? And lose that fine whale? No, sir. Us whalers was made a sterner stuff than that, Molly. Well, sir, for three hours, there was a tug-of-war between me and that whale, him swimming east and me swimming west toward Halifax. You mean Halifax, don't you? Uh, well, sir, finally I swam ashore at Halifax, and there was no whale in sight. I thought at first I'd pull the harpoon out, but no, sir. 
When they hauled in that rope over a mile long, the dead whale was on the other end of it. I thought you said there was only 40 foot of rope. There was, but I'd pulled so hard against that whale, the harpoon had stretched out into a steel wire a mile long. Oh. <laughs> From that day on, Molly, I was known as Whaler McGee. Whaler McGee, the whirlwind whale whipper and wharf flopping water man of the whale wearing. <laughs> Oh, and to think you used to be known in Peoria as McGee the Minnow Moocher. Oh. All right, Grandma. Don't you know you ain't allowed up here on the bridge? Oh, is that so? Well, listen to me, Skippy. Skipper. Skip it. I want you to slow this boat down. It's too jerky and I can't knit. <laughs> you can't knit. Hear that, Molly? Grandma here wants us to slow down so she can get on with her knitting. <laughs> How fast do you think we're going, Grandma? Well, I don't know how fast the boat's going, Sonny, but when I looked at my knitting the last time, I figured I was doing a good 40 knots a minute. <laughs> McGee. Huh? What's the matter, Molly? Would it be a breach of nautical etiquette if I was to politely inquire, where in the name of goodness is this old tub-headed fur? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. I'll be glad to tell you. I figured that considering the longitude and the latitude... Just stick to the longitude. You already had too much latitude. <laughs> well, anyway, I figure we're due east to Sandy Hook. Well, what do we do at Sandy Hook? I'm getting nervous. Oh, go on, Molly. This here's safer than driving a car. Oh, yeah? But one puncture is all you need in a boat. Oh, don't be like that. I tell you, them waves are getting real high, McGee. Real rough. Yeah, I've been noticing that. I suppose I'd better do something about it. For instance, what? Well, I always heard the idea was to pour oil on the troubled water to smooth it down. I'll ask that sailor if we got any. Hey there, Bozen Brown. In your eye, sir. Uh, I, I mean, aye, aye, sir. Insubordination. <clears throat> Listen, Bozen Brown, we got a few barrels of oil in the hold? No, sir. We haven't, sir. Well, what would you suggest for this rough sea? Johnson's wax, sir, for a smooth and shining surface, oh, sir. And uh, furthermore... <laughs> yes, sir. Go forward. Ford, sir. Yes, sir. How far, sir? Ten paces beyond the brow spit. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I'll see now. I'll tell you where we are in just a bit, Molly. Just as soon as I shoot the sun. Who's son? Nobody's son. The sun up there. Where's that dad ratted Texan? I see. You shoot the sun and the Texan buries you. Not Texan, Molly. Texan. That's the instrument us navigators use to find out where we're at. Did you ever? <laughs> oh, hello there, little girl. You ain't allowed up here on the bridge, you know. Why? Well, it's, uh, well, you just ain't is all. Ain't nobody allowed up here. You're up here, I betcha. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm the skipper. Uh... What's the matter, don't you believe it? No. Let's see you skip. Uh, <laughs> come on now, sis. Beat it back downstairs, or below. Below what? That's a seagoing term, meaning downstairs, sis. Hmm? I was just being nautical. I bet you get spanked if you are, Betsy. <laughs> Wait a minute. What do you want up here? What do you want? I don't want nothing. I'm running the boat. Where? Oh, wherever we go. Do you come back the same way, mister? To... How do I know? I suppose we do. Well, gee, I guess it's all right, Sam. What's all right? Papa. He fell off the boat way, way back there, so pick him up on the way back, will you, mister? Hope that steward brings us up some lunch pretty soon, Molly. Seeing this boat is kind of exhausting. 
port to starboard and starboard to port all day long. <laughs> I'm thirsty. Well, starboarder, pour yourself some port. <laughs> What's the bell ringing for, McGee? That's the time, Molly. Eight o'clock. Hold the wheel whilst I set my watch, will you? I'd have swore it was only four o'clock. Begging your pardon, sir. Seaman Ingle reporting, sir. Ain't you the guy that jumped overboard? Aye, aye, sir. I've been swimming underwater for the past four pages, sir. <laughs> well, what you want? Begging your pardon, sir. And a compliment to the mic, Mr. Weems, but we got a distress signal, sir. Who is it, and where is it from? It's a bloke who calls himself Tanner, sir. Helmo Tanner. He's whistling for help, sir. Whistling for help? Where is he, on the Canary Islands? Where will we pick him up, sailor? Bally Bally, sir, on the beach. Okay, on the beach at Bally Bally. <laughs> Tell the crew to stand by to pick up a castaway. Aye, aye, sir. Bally good, sir. Bally Bally good, sir. <laughs> another reminder about that free can of Johnson's Auto Wax that is waiting for you at your dealers. Get it now in the Johnson's free gift package before it's too late. In the package is, first, a pint of Johnson's Auto Cleaner and Polish. Second, a full-size can of Johnson's Auto Wax. With these two remarkable products, you can quickly make your car shine like new. Johnson's Auto Cleaner is a creamy white liquid, very easy to apply. It both cleans and polishes a car in one simple operation. Takes off all the old dirt and road film without injury to the finish. Johnson's Auto Wax protects the beautiful glossy polish from scratches. Saves the finish from the harmful ultraviolet rays of the sun and sheds dust and dirt. Johnson's Auto Wax will cut down your car washing and enable you to get more money for your car when you trade it in. Go to your dealer right away. 
Ask for the free gift package containing Johnson's Auto Cleaner and Johnson's Auto Wax. You pay only 59 cents for the package. This is less than the regular price of the cleaner alone. And you get the full-size can of Johnson's Auto Wax without cost. The supply is limited, so don't delay. Well, they stood on the bridge at midnight. Yes, sir. Pippa McGee and Molly still stick to their post at the helm of the yacht. I'm still sore at that steward, Molly. Here we are way out on the ocean, and he couldn't even give me a plate of oysters. This is August, figuring it. Oh, whatever. Oysters aren't good in the months that haven't got an R in them. Oh, well, this is August the 3rd. Besides, <laughs> oysters can't spell. No, and I never got any pearls out of you, so that makes it even. <laughs> Hey, it's getting kind of rough, ain't it, Molly? wonder what you're supposed to do when the waves get real high. I give up. So do most of the passengers. <laughs> you know, Molly, I never seen the moon act so funny. How do you mean funny? Well, a few minutes ago, it was over on the left. Now it's on the right. <laughs> a while ago, it was right behind us. Kind of an optical delusion, I suppose. Sure, it couldn't be bad steering. It's a wonder the passengers don't object the way you're wandering around. <laughs> Chuck's there too busy practicing mashy shots off in the rear deck. <laughs> kind of foolish, ain't it? Oh, I don't know. I heard the sailor say we were in the Gulf Stream. Ain't that moon pretty, Molly? Look at that silver path it makes on the water. Nice, real beautiful, McGee. Yes, sir. Looks like you could walk right to heaven on it. You could. <laughs> Look at them little fish playing around down there, McGee. Millions of them. I didn't know they swam around in bunches like that at night. Them are night schools, Molly. Rather, what does that sailor keep blowing that whistle for? Must be for that other boat over there. Where? Right over there, to the right. Uh, see the light? Oh, yeah. I'll steer over that way and see who it is. What's the matter? You dropped something? No, I'm just practicing the curtsy, McGee. It might be the Queen Mary. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what's the matter with our lookout. He should have reported a sail in sight. Sail ho! Where away? At any Johnson wax dealer. Big sale of Johnson's auto cleaner with a free gift of Johnson's auto wax. <laughs> Hand me that there belaying pin, Molly. Thanks. Hey, up there. Look out. What? Look out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the time Bob Brown laid an egg in the crow's nest. <laughs> he was a pretty good sailor, too. Who? <laughs> Bob Brown a good sailor? Sure. <laughs> yeah. That guy thinks a bilge is what you get from eating radishes. <laughs> hey, that's quite a boat over there, ain't it? They better be getting out of the way. You better be getting out of the way yourself. Who, me? No, sir. I got the right away. He's giving you a warning whistle, McGee. Answer him. Okay. <laughs> very, very pretty. <laughs> what does it mean? Well, according to the international code, Molly, his signal meant get out of the way, and my signal meant, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, this is a fine time to get stubborn. Heavenly days, look at the sharp point on that boat. Now I know what they mean by a sea dog. Huh? That bow is a wow. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Here we are in danger of sinking our nice yacht and you playing duet with a liner. Well, Brad, Brad, I tell you, we got the right away, I tell you. Yeah, that's what my uncle said just before they scraped him off of the cow catcher. Oh. Hey, what's that, Dad? Look at him. Coming right at us. 
Hey, pull over there, you road hog. Where do you think you're going, to a fire? You're not driving a car, McGee. Huh? You're at sea now, and you certainly are. Hey there, you. Where do you think you're going? Avast, sir, my little salt shakers. Avast. Oh, no, you don't. I've asked you first. Hey, stop on your helm or you'll run us down. Oh, yeah, well, we got the right away. Don't give me any of that salt water taffy, my little scupper snipe. Get your helm over there. Get the helm over yourself. Well, if we do have a collision, and if we sink, Molly, remember one thing. We had the right of way. Hey, where's the captain? Below with a headache. Well, bring him up and tell him we're going to be sunk. If he hurries, he'll be up in time to go down with the ship. <laughs> hey, you! Hey, you! Pull over there! Come on, you helm there, you lovers! You'll run us down! What do you mean, we'll run you down? Hey, look Everybody, hang on! We're going to crash! <sighs> Gotta get them brakes fixed. <laughs> hey, you! Hey! Didn't I tell you to get out of the way? How bad are you damaged? Got a whole stove in the bow, and I'm afraid we're taking water. Very bad thing, taking water. Never could take it myself. Yes, sir. Well, listen here, you. I'm going to report you to the police. I had my arm out, and you wasn't even looking. Speeding along without no regard for nobody. You was doing at least 40. I'm going to turn you in for reckless driving. You don't, sir. Yes, I do say. You run us down and I can prove it. Is that so? Yes. This is the Ambrose Lightship. We've been anchored here since 1922. We've been talking a good deal lately about Johnson's Auto Wax for keeping your car shining and clean with very little effort. Now I want to make it plain that you can keep your home, your floors, woodwork, and furniture looking beautiful all the time if you protect them now with genuine Johnson's Wax. Finger smudges and dirt can't cling to the smooth wax surface. Scuffing feet can't harm your floors and linoleum if they are protected with an invisible film of Johnson's Wax. And what's more, you'll never need to scrub your floors again. You'll save yourself hours of time and work. And your house will look so spick and span, you'll get compliments from all your friends if you wax your floors, furniture, and woodwork with Johnson's Wax. Look for the attractive yellow can. And remember, you save money by ordering the larger sizes.
nice that Mr. Wilcox's appendicitis operation come out so nice, McGee. You bet it is, Molly. He's getting along swell, folks, and he'll be back in a couple of weeks. Telegram for Mr. McGee. Here, boy, I'm Mr. McGee. Oh, hurry up and open it, McGee. What's it say? Who's it from? Well, give me time. Listen, Molly. It's from Harpo. Oh. It says, heard you coming out of the ether. <laughs> Am I in stitches? <laughs> Signed, Harlow Wilcox. Heavenly days. <laughs> well, I'll be. <laughs> hey, boy, what you waiting for? He sent the wire collect. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night, all. <laughs> Program is presented from our Chicago studios. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Mm-hmm.